Good morning and good coffee, everybody. Hey, it's time for some morning coffee with Larry, and I am so glad that you are here to join with me today, and I am glad to actually be here to join with you. Uh, It's been a fun, nice ah, break (laughs) from the podcast for the past two weeks. Um, uh, It's... uh, it was it was kind of nice not trying to come up with something each day. Uh, I tried to sleep in a little bit more. I didn't get accomplished the things that I thought I was going to get accomplished. But today is the day when I return. So I hope you enjoyed the best of uh, morning coffee for the past two weeks. Uh, but uh, I am back. Today is the 27th of July. Summer's almost over. What is this crap? But boy, it's hot outside, isn't it? Oh, I was I was literally dying yesterday um, outside. Uh, I don't handle the heat like I used to. Um, and I, I, I attribute it. I mean, I used to love the hot. I always said I will never complain about the summer because I really don't like the cold of winter. But... Back in, what was it, summer of 2012, when we had that extreme heat wave, um, a couple of different times I got way too hot. I'm pretty sure it was heat stroke. Uh, It wasn't the more severe heat exhaustion, which is, you know, kind of deadly in that regard, Um, because I was still sweating. And if I remember my Boy Scout stuff... Um, when you stop sweating, that's when it really gets dangerous with the heat exhaustion. Um, and a few times since I have been too hot and I can tell my whole thinking, my whole way of my balance, everything changes. And yesterday we were outside working on some stuff and the heat factor was a hundred degrees and I'm trying to trying to keep up with my lovely wife, who is uh, really a trooper and a go-getter on things like that. But boy, it just, it hit me. It hit me yesterday. So, but anyway, um, gosh, what what have I been doing over these two weeks? I guess the, well, yesterday, the, the big thing, we've been having trouble with our Wi-Fi. As a matter of fact, our Wi-Fi is out again. So there must be some other things. But we have to uh, get our Wi-Fi Uh, beamed from a tower out here in the country. And our neighbor, he has a uh, a telephone pole with an extension on top of that. So it's about 60 feet up. And it's a dish that points across my woods to a tower. I don't know, it's like four miles away, something like that. And we have been having fluctuations in internet quite a bit and they have also. And so the, um, uh, the techie people came out and went up to the top of the tower and said, you know what? We can't even see the tower because there's a particular tree in the way. And of course that's in my woods. And it it was a, a big, tall, beautiful, um, uh, sycamore, 
but it wasn't like by itself. It was in the woods. You hate to get rid of a great big tree, but we really didn't have a choice. Uh, it was very obvious that it was blocking it, and it was only going to get worse. So yesterday, my fantastic super-duper neighbor, uh, Matt, came over with his chainsaw, and we had to take down the tree, but it has a beautiful trunk on it, and I'm hoping that I can uh, find a local sawmill that may be able to saw that up, and I can get um, uh, some rough-milled wood to uh to work with on some things uh, but it's um it was a big tree <laughs> when it fell it made a big sound uh but it uh it also got hung up on a uh, a big cottonwood tree and so it's angled up and so i had to put some uh, uh metal sheeting around the the base where it was still up on the uh, the stump so that the goats wouldn't jump up and start walking up on it because very quickly, because it's right by, it's fallen into a ravine, but it's propped up. Very quickly, the goats would be probably 20 feet up in the air and I could see them very much falling down to their deaths. So we had to make it safe for the little goaties. Uh, but boy, trying to move all the goats from one pen to another so that we could safely drop the tree and then trying to move the dogs too, it was, it was exhausting in the heat uh, because they were not, they, they couldn't figure out the plan. And you know what? My wife and I, we were laying it out, explaining to them in detail what they needed to do. Do you think they could understand English? No, it's like they're an animal. So they were not cooperating very well, but we eventually got them, got them over there. And when it was time to bring them back, uh, they were like, oh, we get to go back now? Okay. They figured it out right away, at least except for some of the dumb goats uh, that didn't. <laughs> oh, so that was quite an adventure, and all I wanted to do was lay in air conditioning afterwards. I did, through the adventure, get stung by a wasp on my left arm, on the upper arm part, and I am definitely having a reaction. So um, my uh, my bicep is bigger than it normally is. That that makes me feel good, kind of like, and I'm that arm is kind of turning into Popeye uh, because the reaction is going down onto the uh, forearm. So I was going to take some Benadryl last night. And I completely forgot. So we'll just we'll see. But, but uh, definitely comparing one arm to the other, there is a difference. It is warm and. Uh, Oh, just got to love those reactions. Um, let's see, what else? Oh, another big thing that I probably spent, you know, a considerable amount of time on uh, thinking and working on is a thing I'll just share with you. And it's um, uh, an organization that my wife and I, with the assistance of others, uh, have put together called Friends of Camp Wasatoga. Now, if you're from the Effingham area, you know, uh, you may know that there's a Girl Scout camp out at Lake Sarah, and it has been operating for a number of years, actually since I believe 1968, and it's called Camp Wasatoga. Well, with uh, some different changes that were taking place uh, with the uh, Girl Scout Council 
that ran the camp, uh, they made the, the painful decision to close all four of their camps throughout southern Illinois and also into Missouri. And we hated the whole idea that this camp would be closing. So uh, during the pandemic, uh, my wife and I, we uh, spent a lot of time thinking, discussing, but the pandemic kind of got us off to a slower start. But what we are doing, we have put together a not-for-profit corporation called Friends of Camp Wasatoga. And we have uh, incorporated, uh, we have, uh, we're moving forward with bylaws, uh, we have officers, uh, board members, and uh, we are moving forward with a, uh, a pledge campaign to raise money to uh, uh, be able to uh, 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 set, you know, what am I trying to say? I'm stumbling on my words. <laughs> Let me get another cup of coffee here, another sip. So that we can be financially sound, have a, uh, and be able to take over the lease from the Effingham Water Authority. They, uh, they actually cover, they own the camp and then they lease it to the Girl Scouts. They're giving up the lease. So we're wanting to take over and have that together. So it's been a, it's been an exciting time. Uh, putting that together. If you are interested in this, we don't quite have the Facebook page ready for public viewing yet, but in the next few days it will be. So if you uh, if this is something you're interested in, you're from this area or you live in this area and you want to be a part, the, uh, the camp is not going to be just a Girl Scout camp. Uh, our plan is to turn it into a youth camp for... Uh, uh, outdoor learning and education for recreation for um, for a host of different things but for uh, youth and families uh, and it doesn't have to be uh, just specifically Girl Scouts it can be you know sports teams it can be uh, church groups other youth-based programs uh, where they can utilize the facilities and uh, conduct their own programs. And we hope to also be running some programs of our own. We still have a very long ways to go, but it's been it's been a fun and exciting time as we have been uh, working to make this dream come true. The, uh, the news of the camp was very, I mean, it, it, it wasn't overly surprising because it's a smaller camp. But the idea that all the camps were going to be closing was uh, very uh, shocking and overwhelming. So anyway, um, that's kind of the scoop there. Those are the big things that I guess I have been working on. And it's it's been a, a very fun, fun process here over these two weeks, focusing on some things, taking it a little bit easier in the morning. Um, but today... I wanted to touch base on something that a friend had posted, and uh, I think it's um, I think it was Becky that posted this, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, do do do. Why am I not pulling it up? There we go. Um, Becky Eskew, an old high school grade school friend, um, she has been posting some really wonderful things and. Uh, so I'm going to be, uh, 
cabbaging on to some things from that uh, that she has posted to share with you. Now I've got to find it again because it's like the phone resetted. <laughs> oh, here it is. I thought this was pretty neat. Um, you know, you've heard me talk a lot about, you know, how we how we see things or what we see is really based upon our attitude and what we want to see. If you want to see negativity, you will find it everywhere. If you want to see racism, you will find it everywhere. If you want to see disappointment, you will find it everywhere. But the opposite is also true. It really depends more upon your attitude. So if you're seeing a lot of negativity, there can be bad things going on. I'm not denying that. But if that's all you're seeing, or if that's the dominant thing you're seeing, you got to check your attitude. Because it may be set on the wrong setting. So anyway, this little thing here, I loved. And I'll share it with you. When I woke up this morning, I asked myself, what is life about? I found the answer in my room. Whoops. I found the answer. I got to move this. In my room. The fan said, be cool. The ceiling said, aim high. The window said, See the world. The clock said, every minute is precious. The mirror said, reflect before you act. The calendar said, be up to date. The door said, push hard for your goals. The floor said, kneel down and pray. Can I get an amen? Yeah, that's the neat thing that I see a lot of in my life. If I am in a crappy attitude, the things around me remind me of parts of the crappy attitude. You see, in in this thing, in this little saying, was the fan actually talking or the ceiling or the floor or the window actually talking? No, they weren't. But they were triggers, you could say. They were activators that brought out a particular thought. So you look at a fan. What's a fan supposed to do? Cool you off. For those of you ladies who are experiencing the joy of menopause and have your hot flashes at night, I imagine you have a fan in your room. If not, you may want to consider that. (laughs) And consider some extra uh, covers for your husband, you know, if that situation applies. Um, Yeah, they're designed to cool you off. And what does be cool mean? Well, that can mean a lot of different things. Could mean you like Snoopy uh, on peanuts. Wasn't his... His little cool Joe was one of his little alter egos on the on the show, um, but yeah, be cool about things. The ceiling said, "Aim high." 
Yeah, you look up. What do you see? What do you see? You know, just kind of thinking of that phrase, aim high, we could use it in different ways. You know, set your goals on something higher. Set your goals on something you have to work towards achieving, something that will give you a better vantage point. But, you know, also know in the hunting arena, if you are far away from the game that you are hunting, sometimes you've got to aim high because the bullet as it travels is going to be dropping in elevation. So sometimes if you aim directly at the target, you miss because it's too far out. But if you aim high, then you're countering the resistance. You're countering what works against you so you can hit your target. The window said, see the world. Yeah, that's what I love about this home office is I've got a window. I can see the world. In my clinic office, I don't have a window. I have photos or pictures that represent the world. But see the world. You know, another person may look out a window if they don't have the the right attitude. They may look out a window and say, my gosh, it's scary out there. Look at all the bad things. Look at, look at how uncomfortably hot it is or uncomfortably cold or it's rainy. That's about attitude. It's just a window. The clock said every minute is precious. The time you spend with people is precious. That, that's, that's vital. That's why I get distressed <laughs> as I see how the summer is disappearing. Uh, every minute is precious. The mirror said, reflect before you act. Think about your actions. Think about what you're considering is a way of reflecting. Another person looks in the mirror and says, I'm not the person I used to be. Why do I look so old? It's all about attitude. Calendar said, be up to date. The door said, push hard for your goals. The floor said, kneel down and pray. What do you pray for? Maybe you pray for God's blessings upon your what you're working towards. Or maybe you pray that, God, make my goals reflecting of your goals. What are your goals for me, God? Give me the ability to accept those and work inside of your will, not asking you to bend to my will. Because I think God's plan is always a million percent better than mine. It's just that a lot of times... We don't trust what we don't see. We only trust what we see. And uh, that's where kneeling down and praying to develop that tighter relationship with God that we need, especially during times like this, but especially during any time, so that we can really be where he wants us. I love this. So 
Becky, if you did this one, I can't remember, but thank you. All right, folks, I think that's going to be it for today. So you have a great one. Make the most of it. And we will catch you next time tomorrow for some fresh coffee and hopefully good conversation. Have a good one. Bye-bye.